Welcome to the NTT20 betting show sponsored by Black Type Bet. If you haven't got a Black Type Bet account, well, you should have one. And the way that we can tempt you into giving them a go this weekend is with a £10 free bet. Sign up using the offer code NTT20. And when you make a football selection, you should see the free bet pop up in the bet slip. No need to deposit. Give Black Type a go this weekend. They are the sponsors of the betting show. We're very, very grateful for their support. If you already have a Black Type account, but you still fancy getting something from them, well, the way to do that is to play Scoreboard. Scoreboard is our weekly game where you have to pick a game in the EFL that will finish nil-nil and a game that will have over 4.5 goals. So five goals or more. You do that by tweeting us at NTT20pod and at Black Type Bet with your picks anytime before Saturday 3 p.m. Get your picks in. We didn't have any winners last weekend. It is not easy to win, but we've had plenty over the season so far. And any winners receive a £20 free bet. So run us through last week because uh, it was a, a bad one for me, good one for you. Bit of bit of something for everyone. Yeah, not a great one for you. Um, your Leeds draw no bet being the only winner. Um, a welcome winner it was. A couple of unlucky ones in there as well. So you you uh, dropped three point eight five points. Um, my nap copped and had one other winner as well. So I was up for the week, um, just zero point seven. So a wee bit of profit, which leaves me plus one point one five. I'm hoping to push on and and stay in the green. And uh, you are minus eleven point four seven. Time for Heroes now, and in our match in focus, we're in League One, and it is a massive game down at the bottom between Plymouth and Bradford. Plymouth are 22nd on 16 points from 20 games. Bradford, 24th, rock bottom with 14 points from 20 games. It's at Argyle. It is a massive game. George, you've been looking at the home team. What are your thoughts on this match in focus between Plymouth and Bradford? Well, my first thoughts is that any Plymouth fans listening have got to hope that I'm pretty rude about them because whenever I'm rude about Plymouth, it seems to turn, turn their tide around. Um, obviously, I said that the Ladapo couldn't shoot. He went on a run of, um, of six goals in four games after that. Um, I said that Derek Adams had run out of ideas and they went on a winning spree afterwards. So it's probably in the, uh, in the Green Army's interest that I'm pretty scathing about them. But... I mean, it's not good there. I'm not going to dress it up any other way. I think they're, they're rightfully in the relegation zone and, it, and it's fairly desperate. Having said that, there are kind of green shoots, I would say, um, aptly green um, in terms of the performance and how they've somewhat turned it around, especially at home. Um, if you look at their last four home results, um, they went two nil, uh, lost 2-0 against Sunderland in, in a game where they performed admirably. And then two uh, home wins, one in the FA Cup, one in a big win in the league against Fleetwood as well. Um, against Stevenage uh, in the FA Cup and then against Oxford they were knocked out but in that game um, they uh, by all accounts deserved to be ahead uh, when they did go behind So and, and created a fair few chances against a team who don't concede many goals um, Ladapo's goals have somewhat dried up although he did score a brace in that win against Fleetwood um, you have to be concerned about the uh, about the defence I mean they seem to leak goals for absolute fun you're looking at both Shrewsbury and Luton who've put seven past them in their last two games um, the you know Matt Macy being arguably not. I mean, early on the season we were told that if it wasn't for them, they'd have already been been dead and buried. Um, whether or not that's true, I'm not entirely sure. It's it's hard to be particularly positive about this team. Um, but having said that, despite the fact they're projecting badly on the data side of things, I do think that we're seeing Derek Adams get something of a tune out of them, especially at home. So. 
I mean, it's, it's not particularly in-depth look at, at Plymouth this because there isn't really much to, to get your teeth into necessarily. Um, they've still got players in, in terms of Sarsovic, who scored a goal the other day against Oxford in the FA Cup, and Adapo, who, who's going to cause problems, Joel Grant, who's a good player at this level as well. But at the end of the day, the squad is thin and it's not one that's full of quality and it's not one that you can see necessarily having the kind of run they had last season. So this is a massive, massive game for them, um, especially against a team in Bradford who, who I think Derek Adams will be, will be pretty confident that they'll be able to get something from it. And I think that if they do lose this game, then, then it really is panic stations for Plymouth fans. I think they might lose this game against Bradford, who I've been looking more in depth into. I think that in a month's time, these positions could be reversed. Not necessarily positions, not necessarily that Plymouth will be rock bottom, but I think Bradford will start to move clear of Plymouth over the next month or so. There's been a huge change in atmosphere this week. The best news possible for Bradford fans, the departure of Edin Rajic. Now, Stefan Rupp uh, is the majority shareholder. Uh, Him and Rajic bought the club together, but Rupp crucially and luckily in many ways, the majority shareholder Rajic had 22%. But Rahic was installed as the man to run the football side of things and Rupp, despite being the majority shareholder, more hands-off back in Germany. And we've spoken about Rahic many times. There's been a lot written about the issues this season and essentially how the club has spiralled ever since a playoff final defeat to Millwall uh, just 18 months or so ago. But massive news for Bradford is that Rahic is gone. Uh, This was a man who to all intents and purposes, was terrorising staff, uh, fans, in the sense that everything had gone wrong in the last 12 months. Now, Stefan Rupp has made a very strong decision to move away from Rahic and said, I'll do everything in my power to wash away the dreadful memories of the last 12 months and consign them to the history books for good. So it seems like Rupp himself is not saying, oh gosh, that was a bit unlucky, wasn't it? Sorry, Edin, but actually being quite strong here, moving him on. And they've brought in Julian Rhodes, the former chairman, uh, to help the club. So it's been a positive few weeks off the pitch, a very positive week this week specifically. Uh, And on the pitch, things appear to be looking up somewhat. They came back from 2-0 down on the weekend to draw to all at Peterborough in the FA Cup. They were battered by Luton away, but who hasn't been this season? They beat Oxford fairly comfortably. They drew with... Peterborough in the league as well the other day and I just think with with Carl Henry in to shore up the midfield him and Paul Caddis adding those glorious intangibles of, of professionalism of bite etc and really in the last few weeks it looks like Jack Payne uh, is getting somewhere near to his scampering wriggling delivering best uh, we've said that Uh, before about Payne that he can be one of the better players in this league one of the better creators in this league and so good from set pieces as well well it looks like he's starting uh, to move towards that that reality which is huge news for Bradford Um, we've said it before that it's not just Payne there there is competence there's talent across this team if they can unlock it Owen Doyle has scored goals at this level consistently when he's had a run of games over the last few seasons so that's not been the case this year but If more chances are created for him, you have to think that he will start scoring more. Uh, There's a threat from set pieces with O'Connor, who has been in the goals all season, really. Uh, Generally, it's it's clearly a good squad on paper. It's it's thought that this is the club's budget, uh, that this budget this season is the largest since 2002. So it's clear that something had to change. Um, And hopefully they can start putting a, a poor first half of the season behind them. I think that Plymouth's underlying numbers... 
uh, from what I've seen from the Fox Punter service that Mike Holden provides and the ratings that he provides, that over the last four games, over the last eight games, Plymouth's defensive uh, numbers are terrible. Their XG against is horrendous. Uh, they did beat Fleetwood, as you mentioned, but they've been on a, a really poor run. Bradford's numbers are not exactly stellar, but I think they're more likely to get better than Plymouth uh, at this stage of the season. I think they're on the better form. And this this sort of immeasurable boost that they've got this week from Rahic's departure, I'm sure will lead to them heading into this game in good spirits with a better atmosphere around the camp. So I'm going to go for Bradford draw no bet here at 6-5, to five, so 2.2 in decimals, trying to get what I got out of Leeds last week from Bradford this week. Where are you leaning for this one? Yeah, I wouldn't really want to commit any money to either of these two, two teams winning. Um, where I, mean, I, I, I get what you're saying about, about Bradford and there's no doubt that David Hopkins improved them. Um, but the Oxford result may be a bit misleading where it just sounded like despite dominating the first 20 minutes, it was 10 minutes of absolute madness and then a bit of a drab game afterwards. Um, as you said though, I mean, Bradford have scored away from home in uh, against Peterborough against uh, against Barnsley against Accrington some teams who have who have decent records at home so and and as i mentioned Plymouth's home form is isn't too bad so it's a very speculative one it's kind of a bit of a i'm trying to just kind of nick half a point and run away really um <laughs> but i i'm going for both teams to score yes at 7 to 10 i i think that neither team are particularly accomplished defensively they both have some attacking threats uh, obviously Jack Payne's a player i'm very keen on so um, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a wimpy, a bit of a wimpy one here. One point on uh, BTTS. Well, with the match in focus, you know, we choose it generally, or it's voted on because it's the most interesting matchup of uh, of the weekend, and that sometimes makes it very hard to to uh, to have a strong strong feeling about it. So there we go. Both teams to score for George Bradford. Draw no bet for me. Tweet us what you think about this game, guys. At not the top twenty podcast, we'd love to hear from you, Bradford fans. How are you feeling after the news this week? Plymouth fans, is it all doom and gloom? Is there some hope? The League One relegation battle is, of course, not one that anyone wants to be a part of. Let's go through our picks now, George. Where's your nap coming this weekend? Yeah, strong one this, unlike the chat we just had. Um, Birmingham at home to Bristol City. Um, Bristol City obviously had a really important win at Portman Road um, a couple of weeks ago, which and we've spoken before about Lee Johnson and his streaky nature. Um, but I, I don't think that beating this Ipswich team is anything to really write home about. Um, I think that it could be something of a false dawn and then an inability to get over the line against Millwall uh, midweek at home is really, really poor. This is a Millwall team who are really struggling at the moment um, and have struggled consistently away from home under Neil Harris in, in the recent weeks. And um, that result alone is enough to say to me that this Bristol City team is not out of the woods yet. And I'm not expecting them to go on a, a, on a Lee Johnson special um, run anytime soon, especially with Norwich and Derby coming up next. Birmingham, on the other hand, have found their mojo massively at St Andrews. If you ignore ignoring results and just looking at goals scored, um, you have to... Uh, the, the last six have been 3-2-3-3-3. Three, 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 three. Wow. Um, they are rampant at home. The only game that they didn't win of those was against Hull, um, which was, again, 15 minutes of absolute madness when they were 2-0 up. They ended up drawing the game 3 all. Um, the last time they lost a game at St Andrews was back in the league. Uh, it was back in March uh, against Middlesbrough. Um, they are on a fantastic run of form at home. They went through a, a five-game winless streak um, at St Andrews, but they were all draws. 
Uh, it's an unbelievably difficult place to go at the moment. Jerry Monk has them playing really good football. He has them scoring goals. He has them functioning as a very, as a very good team. And um, I'm, I'm amazed you're getting six to five, uh, which is odds against uh, about this. It seems like a, a, a one of those home bankers to me. Uh, two teams playing at completely different levels. Um, one enduring a tough time away from home, and one of them, in, in, you know, absolutely uh, formidable. I guess it's a bit of a data thing. I know that Bristol City's numbers have been good, but we've mentioned it a few times. I've had fans saying. It's not really like obviously you can't argue yeah, with yeah, the shot data, but, but do you know what I mean? They're sort of saying mm, that doesn't really tell the whole story. Well, exactly. I mean, we've been asked this before. I mean, that, you're right. That probably is why the price is, is how it is. Although, having said that, it was a bigger price yesterday morning, and there was mu- kind of loads of money for it. Um, but this is where you've just got to look at the, the positions of the two teams. I mean, I'm sure that if Bristol City continued to project as well as they are, um, then their position in the league will improve. But I mean, I just don't think that Saturday's the day for that to start. I'm going to Accrington for my nap this weekend and it's Sunderland to win at 13 to 10 or 2.3 that's my nap black type best price out there on Sunderland to win and I want to gobble it up uh we've spoken a lot about Sunderland over the last few weeks you've done a lot of talking time for me to do some talking um I'm actually going to start with Accrington because they've been on on poor form uh, actually really quite poor form their last six games they've lost four of them uh, to Luton Barnsley Rochdale and Wigan, so uh, sorry, Wickham. Uh, so some of those you can expect, but some of those they'll be very disappointed with after a strong start to the season. Draws against Coventry and Portsmouth. So just starting to drop down after an excellent start at Crington. And the influence of Billy Key in the goals column has really started to dry up. Key has obviously been their main goal threat over the last few seasons, but he hasn't scored from open play since the 22nd of September. So that's what, two months and two weeks or so. Uh, He's got two penalties in those last 11 games, Um, but they are massively relying at the moment on Sean McConville to create and to score from left midfield, which is not ideal. He's an excellent player and he has been chipping in with goals and assists, but I suggest that that is not ideal to be so heavily reliant on your left midfielder in a, a 4-4-2 or a 4-4-1-1 for goals and for assists. Zanzala uh, has grown into the season and it, again is another player that's chipping in but I don't feel is a, is a regular threat. I feel like Sunderland's defence, Baldwin, for example, can deal with Zanzala. Uh, for, from a Sunderland point of view, well, we don't need to... To, to talk about their form it is exceptional in terms of results they have only lost one game this season uh, and in recent weeks they seem to be just winning games for fun so uh, Maguire is the king for Sunderland fans uh, but I think that Magidi is, uh, is at his best he's, he's for me a better player than Maguire when both are fit and firing and he's showing in recent weeks that he's capable of putting in good performance. He's willing to put his head down and work and he looks fit. He looks sharp. I think that McGeady is a huge difference maker at this level. I think that Josh Madger is as well. As we know, he only needs one or two chances before he scores. So uh, I'm feeling good about Sunderland for this one. I expect them to take care of business. Um, not too much for me uh, on the sort of condescending side of things. Accrington are a small club. Sunderland are a Premier League club, all that sort of stuff. It's purely football and form related uh, I think that Sunderland have got by far the better players and they are growing into the season uh, which is worrying for the rest of the league so Sunderland at 13-10 to 10, my nap I think there'll be goals in this one I think it'll be a good game to watch uh, but 
yeah, I think Sunderland are quite comfortable in open games because the, the players they have can punish you given space. So uh, at 2.3, Sunderland, my nap. Uh, where are you going in League One, George? Yeah, going to, uh, to Bristol Rovers. Um, Bristol Rovers taking on um, Doncaster. Uh, Doncaster are a team that I've kind of had marked down as a... Um, as a, a team I'm going to be looking to support. I think they're trending upwards. The data's had them very, very strong for, for a while now. Um, and we're starting to see that come through in the results as well. Um, a, a huge 2-0 win away from home in the FA Cup is a sign of a team very much in form, having also dispatched the, the informed Blackpool as well. And uh, going very close to defeating Dar- uh, Barnsley away from home, something that not many teams will do this season. They've been very reliant in, in the last couple of seasons on the goals and John Marquis. And we're starting to see a player in Herbie Kane relieve some of that pressure on Marquis as well, which is really handy. In all competitions, he scored five goals in their last five um, and he looks a proper player as well to, to help him. We spoke about them in our game in focus um, about a month or so ago, and we both plumped for Coventry to beat them, uh, which came off as a winner. I think since mm. then, they've started... We, we, I mean, we flagged then as well that they're a bit of a sleeper, a bit of a club starting to stir, uh, with a reliance on um, on Marquis for the goals. Since then, as I say, Kane has come in. I think they're looking really, really strong, and I think that they're going to be one of the teams who can threaten the top end of the table from which we haven't really seen many teams do from outside so far. Um, Bristol Rovers, on the other hand, really struggling. Uh, Mike Holden tweeted that he thought that um, after Daryl Clark came out saying that they were going to have extra training sessions, that we may see a reaction. Um, that wasn't the case. They lost 2-1 at home to Gillingham. I think Gillingham are, are arguably one of the worst teams in the league, uh, especially away from home as well. So that result is a massive, massive red flag. Um, they 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 we can ignore their checker trade game the other day, which means that they've lost their last four games in meaningful competition. Um, they are sliding and sliding really, really fast. Um, that 3-0 win at Bloomfield Road was, was definitely, definitely uh, a false dawn. And I think we thought so at the time. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, as far as I see this, um, Bristol Rovers' home, uh, home advantage mean, counts for very little. Um, Doncaster are amongst the best teams in the league playing very well and, and Bristol Rovers are hapless so at, at 6-4 to four, I'm very very happy to get behind Donny Nice so my championship pick uh, it's not my nap yours was up in the championship Birmingham at home I'm going for another strong home team Wigan have got the joint best home record in the division they host Derby this weekend they're going to take them at draw no bet again going back to that market at 2.2 at 6-5 to five. so over even money and I'm really happy with that they've got 21 points from their 10 games at home this season joint best home record in the division as I mentioned this is a team and a system and a manager and a set of players who at home are just tried and tested they are winners Uh, it's away from home of course where they are being undermined basically by really poor results and poor form Uh, but at home no such issues they don't seem to be affected by that poor away form when they get back to the DW Uh, they battered Reading the other day should have won really they battered Blackburn and won 3-1 and yeah, even with, you can never be that confident when you pick Wigan that Nick Powell will start or that Nick Powell will play more than a half. But um, he's had a bit of time now to uh, to get over a, a, a another hamstring injury and I expect him to play a part in this game. But as I mentioned previously, even if he doesn't, Josh Windass has been on excellent form and looks a real goal threat as well. So with uh, Grigg back... Uh, James Vaughan looking quite sharp, was unlucky not to start in that last game. Uh, I I think they've got good competition for places going forward. And at home, I just love Wigan. Uh, In terms of Derby, 
you know, Derby are the same price to win this game uh, at about 2.2, 2.25 as Wigan are, draw no bet. So I'm happy to be on the Wigan side of it in that sense. Uh, Derby fans are right to have some concerns, as we mentioned on Monday, about their defence, a lack of clean sheets. I uh, don't think they've kept a clean sheet in 11 games. It seems hard to imagine that they'll start now. Uh, and, the, and, and the current reliance on Harry Wilson is very exciting. Uh, but again, a bit like relying on Sean McConville, uh, essentially an attacking midfield or wide player, doesn't seem ideal. So while Derby, I, w- I would expect some of their individuals to, to contribute more going forward, uh, I'm delighted to get even money, or rather over even money, at 6-5 to five on Wigan Draw No Bet here. Um, that's my pick for the championship. So we've got League 2 long shots and BTTS bets to come. And in League 2, George, it's our first ever identical pick. Yeah, it's exciting, that. It's I, surprising. I, I'd worked it out. Well, not really. I mean, when people hear who it is, it's not going to be a massive shock. No, but it's surprising that it's the first time we've been yeah. so stubborn that we won't, neither of us will change our pick because we feel yeah, exactly. strongly about and this it. This is one, you know, this is uh, black type, our best price is six to four. You're not going to get better anywhere else. Looking at the odds checker grid right now, it's a sea of blue, but black type still sticking their head above at six to four on Forest Green uh, to win it. Um, Forest Green are as someone who's uh, financially invested in their success, it is unbelievably frustrating <laughs> to see them continually... Uh, Not exactly fulfilling the NTT prophecy well, from six weeks ago that con- they were primed for that third automatic I, spot. I mean, I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't rule them out of it as well no they're um, not a million miles away no they're not at all but it's, it, it's just one win um, in their last three or four um, in the league is, is really really tough the, the defeat at home to Colchester was another occasion of, of having uh, chances of dominating possession but eventually not being able to put the ball in the back of the net and, and, and conceding a goal um, a very good goal indeed by, by Sammy Smoddix um, but you, you just have to think that this is two teams of, of different quality um, I have a feeling you're going to say your piece about Darren Way, so I'll, 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 I'll let you do that. Um, but, but I'm still just concerned about it. I mean, I think Yeovil have had a fantastic start to the season. You cannot, you, you cannot deny that. Um, you, we're not taking anything away from them. What they've achieved has been fantastic with some huge results. Um, so, Fish, if you're listening, then don't get too upset. <laughs> but um, but the, the, the last two games have been massive red flags um, since Darren Way signed that contract, losing to, to Macclesfield was incredibly poor and then going down 3-0 at home to, to a Port Vale team who are very streaky but, but at best they're, you know, they're an average League 2 team um, this Forest Green team are, are a completely different beast to that Port Vale team mm. and if they can brush them aside with, with that ease then, then I'm very happy to back Forest Green at 6-4 yeah they've got the second best away record in the league this season Forest Green 5 wins from 10 18 points Yeovil one of the worst home records 9 games 1 win 6 draws and two defeats. Uh, I will say my piece about Darren Way. What is the Darren Way? That's what I would like to know. Because from the outside, it can seem a little harsh that his new contract was met with such consternation among the fan base. Uh, but, um, you know, we'd love to hear from, from some Yeovil fans. What is it about Darren Way that, that you really don't believe in? Uh, uh, don't believe that he's the right man to take the club forward over the next few years because to all intents and purposes Yeovil are a side that are not in playing terms always put in the best position to succeed by uh, by the board by the budget and so it, it always seems fairly impressive that they aren't uh, closer to the relegation zone of course they are slipping down there though seven points from their last 11 games Yeovil and you mentioned that game against Port Vale, uh, a new Hewish Park record for the lowest EFL crowd. So 
Some mitigating circumstances, uh, midweek game, of course. Port Vale only brought 150-odd uh, pl- uh, fans, but it was the first home game after Way signed a new contract. They lost nil three. Uh, there was a lot of booing and not a lot of fans, so uh, quite bad times for Yeovil and Forest Green, a team that we're still clinging on to, still believing in. So both of us picking Forest Green at 6-4 to four with Black Type uh, in League Two, which leaves goals and long shots, George. Or lack of goals. Lack of goals. Go on. Yeah, then. back to championship. Very quick. Sheffield Wednesday against Rotherham. Um, Sheffield Wednesday are in absolute disarray. Yossa Hukai must be on on you know borrowed time now. Um, their 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 attacking um, projection just hasn't improved. Even scoring two goals at um, at Ewood last week, I think their xG was 0.5. Um, they are hopeless going forward. Um, we're seeing a Rotherham team much, much improved. Um, but BTCS, no, at 21 to 20. Uh, I, I think it's more likely than not that one of these teams won't score, if not both. Um, I'd basically be t- after taking on Wednesday goals in any game whilst Lukai's there. And there isn't a change, so nice and easy. I'm going with goals at Wimbledon versus Rochdale. BTTS, yes, is at 1.83 at the moment. Of course, it's the first game in charge for Wally Downs, the first proper game the first league game in charge for the returning hero Mr Downs Uh, it's going to be a raucous atmosphere I think that it's an interesting situation there's a lot of fans who have quite major reservations about the appointment of Ollie Downs something that we'll definitely get into on the Monday show when we review this game Um, and I'll be telling my Ollie Downs story as well on Monday which is really exciting that'll bring the listeners in in their droves it's a it's a smashing story i must tell you um but uh so there's going to be a raucous atmosphere you'd imagine that downs will want to uh, ask his team to thrive off that and, and wimbledon's underlying numbers have been decent in an attacking sense all season it's not been borne out uh, in results two of their strikers were in uh the xg underachievers stats that uh, our good friend blades analytic tweeted the other day that was Kwesi apaya who's only scored two goals from an XG of 5.98 and Joe Piggott four goals from 6.97 XG so massively underperforming there Um, and in this sense we sort of consider that to be a positive because they are creating the chances for these guys Um, BTTS has landed in 70% of Wimbledon home games it's landed in 70% of Rochdale away games Rochdale have conceded 22 in 10 games away and Wimbledon have conceded 17 in their 10 home games so uh, both sides a little um, wobbly at the back and both sides able to make the most of that going forward. Rochdale have the joint top scorer in the league in Ian Penalty Henderson, as I call him. Uh, he's joint top with Will Eaves, with Tom Eaves, sorry, on 12 goals, five of which have been penalties. So BTTS, yes, for me in this one, 1.83. Uh, should be a, a, an entertaining game and uh, best of luck to Wally Downs and Wimbledon. I'm just hoping for goals long shot time before we leave you George is going back to a, a friendly face yeah Grimsby um well I mean for, for a while we've been pretty anti-Grimsby but um it's taking on two teams who are actually going through a very similar cycle at the moment Cheltenham and and, and Grimsby both uh, desperate about a month ago going through massive turnarounds and fortunes um and I'm kind of taking the chance that one of them is a bit of a false dawn and one of them is the real thing um, I think this Grimsby team are absolutely purring at the moment. Um, Michael Jolly, we we slammed him. Really is word of the month, that, isn't it? Purring. I had to use absolutely it once. Absolutely purring. I had to use it once in the thing. But, Twice um, on EFL Matters, was it? Yeah. I was annoyed after the second one. Um, but, 
Yeah, we we'll tip them up in the in, in midweek to do the job against Chesterfield. Sorry, not last weekend, and, and they obliged. Um, they battered Tranmere 5-2. I think Michael Jolly um, got the team playing effectively at the back earlier on in the season, but with very little attacking output. And it seems like he's, he's righted that wrong um, with, with my old favourite, Wes Thomas, at the, at the forefront of it. <laughs> um, and, I, and I just think that they're a team who feasibly could kick on from here and I'm, I'm aware and I'm, and I'm not ignoring the fact that, that Mike Duff's doing a really good job at Cheltenham and, and their form has massively turned around as well especially their home form where they are unbeaten in their last I think there's six in all comps five in meaningful comps so I, I can see that and I get it however I, I don't think that the opposition has necessarily been the best um, you know be getting past Newport County who are going through a tough time at the moment a very good time to play them uh, the commentary result is very good indeed but if you look at back at earlier times this season, they've, they've gone down by a couple of goals a few times to Colchester, Lincoln uh, and Stevenage. So <clears throat> I think if the Grimsby team that turned up against, uh, uh, against Tranmere, a far superior team, can do the same at Cheltenham, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we could see um, a high-scoring affair with, with you know, big variants in terms of, of where the game ends up going. And, uh, and as such, I back Grimsby to win the game um, but I'm also tipping up here for my long shot, Grimsby, minus one at 7-1. Nice. Good 7-1 to one price, that. And Grimsby were a winner for you last week away in the FA Cup at just under 2-1. to one. And uh, there we go. My, my long shot is Shrewsbury to win with BTTS, yes, away at Burton. Um, really need a long shot to go my way uh, sometime soon. It's a different atmosphere around the place with another new manager. Uh, I mentioned Wally Downs at Wimbledon, but another new manager in Ricketts coming in at Shrewsbury. And I'm not necessarily banking on him bringing a new manager bounce. I'm looking at what uh, his, his caretakers, Coyne and Ramsey, have done in terms of, of giving this team belief and getting them performing to their level. I know that their fans, Shrewsbury fans, are a little suspicious of XG as a concept because last season they overperformed it. This season they have massively underperformed it and we've referenced that a fair few times. But the underlying numbers do continue to be impressive as they have been all season. Um, their last few games have been very goal-heavy. Uh, four wins in the last six, 3-1, uh, 2-1, 3-2, 2-0. They've had a 3-2 loss and a 3-0 loss in there as well. So plenty of goals flying in in Shrewsbury games. But they're in good form, uh, and, and I think they're against a, an inconsistent Burton side. They're going to head into this game very confident. A few weeks ago, I was quite encouraged by Burton, by the football they're playing, but... They've lost their last two against admittedly good sides in Blackpool and Charlton. And again, goals is a big theme here. They've only failed to score once in their last eight. Um, so they're good for a goal. Their home record is OK. Um, and um, yeah, I just I think there's goals. I think it's BTTS is a good is a good pick here. Uh, so I'm going to pick the side of Shrewsbury, the form of Okanabire and Greg Doherty has been especially good in recent weeks. And I think that they will head into this one with confidence on both ends of the pitch raring to go Shrewsbury and BTTS yes at 6-1 to one is my pick so to sum up the bets for this week George the informed George the in the green George has napped up Birmingham uh, in the championship he's picking Doncaster in League 1 Forest Green in League 2 both of those teams at 6-4 to four. Uh, his match in focus pick is both teams to score in the massive game in League One between Plymouth and Bradford. His long shot, Grimsby, minus one on the handicap at seven to one away at Cheltenham. And he likes no goals, or rather BTTS no, 
in Sheffield Wednesday against Rotherham. Uh, whereas I am looking for a big week with Wigan draw no bet at home to Derby at six to five. Sunderland is my nap in League One. 13 to 10 they are to beat Accrington. Forest Green as well for me in League Two, 2.5 or 6 to 4. That's a big one for us that this weekend. I like Bradford, draw no bet against Plymouth. That's at 13 to 10. Wimbledon versus Rochdale, BTTS, yes, at 1.83. And the long shot, both teams to score, yes, and Shrewsbury to win at the Pirelli in the game between Burton and Sam Ricketts' Shrewsbury. Hope you've enjoyed this, guys. Please do share if you have done. Let us know what you fancy this week. Tweet us at NTT20pod with your selections. We love hearing them and we love you showing your working as well so we can get involved if we like it. And scoreboard, very much on. Tweet us and black type bet with your picks for a nil-nil and an over 4.5. We've enjoyed it. We hope you have too. And until Monday's show where we'll look back across a full fixture list across the EFL, that is it from us. (laughs) 